uh, this morning to the book of 1 Kings chapter 19. You're certainly welcome to stand for the reading of the word, uh, but I know you've been standing a while, so we're not going to read too many verses of scripture, but from 1 Kings chapter 19, and we're going to begin reading at the first verse. While you're turning there, let me say, we uh, what a great report that was on Ready Now. Can we give God praise? Hallelujah for a great Ready Now report. My Lord. I thought I, was, I thought I was ready four months ago. I'm really ready now. Amen. God is doing such a wonderful work. And this weekend we had a yard sale. People donated such good items and, and they sold and so many did sell. And so uh, $3,000 was added to the church in one day. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And we thank the Lord for that. In fact, uh, there's another uh, blessing because the items that are, are still here are in the fellowship hall. And uh, they're half price for the saints of God. Amen. So if you want to, if you want to check some things out, just go on down there. And, and there's some good discounts going on. Amen. And uh, Apostolic Pentecostals always look forward to a nice bargain. So we thank the Lord for that. Amen. 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 1. The scripture says Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree and he requested for himself that he might die and said, It is enough now. O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. And as he lay and slept under a juniper tree, behold, then an angel touched him and said unto him, Arise and eat. And he looked, and behold, there was a cake, bacon on the coals, and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and laid him down again. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for thee. And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meat forty days and forty nights unto Horeb, the mount of God. I want to concentrate our attention on that sixth verse where it says that he looked and behold there was a cake, bacon on the coals. And I want to preach to you on this subject. Bake your cake on hot coals. Amen. Amen. Bake your cake on hot coals. Man, I just got hungry announcing that title. Glory to God. So we're going we're gonna to look forward to what the word of the Lord will have in store for us today. Could we just give God praise today? In the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we love you. I thank you for every soul that is here today. 
Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that your word will go forth with clarity and with power, with, with love and with boldness. I pray in the name of Jesus that, that your word would find good ground. Hallelujah. Let the seed, which is the word of God, find good ground in our hearts. Lord, I pray that it will grow up as a mighty tree in us that we may live for you and thrive for your glory. We give you all praise today in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. And amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Perhaps the greatest miracle in Elijah's life, there were several. One of the greatest miracles in all the word of God could be found in 1 Kings chapter 18. Where Elijah called down fire from heaven. You have to know that Ahab and Jezebel were at the helm of Israel and they were king and queen over Israel now the name Jezebel immediately begins to uh, create an image or an idea uh, in our minds of, of this particular lady she was a wicked woman in the Bible she was a worshiper of false gods she was cruel she was evil and she and she really uh, attacked all things that were of the Lord. And she was turning the hearts of Israel away from God. Now you you need to know that she actually ordered the execution of the prophets of the Lord. One of the heroes, unsung heroes of the Bible was the captain of Ahab's house. His name was Obadiah. Obadiah actually uh, saved 150 prophets as he led them away from the slaughter of Jezebel. But she ordered the slaughter of the prophets of the Lord, and push had come to shove. The Lord raised up a prophet of God by the name of Elijah. One of my favorite things about Elijah is simply that the Bible says he was one of the inhabitants of Gilead. A lot of different characters in the Word of God, it gives you maybe their pedigree, it describes who their father was, their grandfather, their great-grandfather. Uh, but in Elijah's case, it just simply said he was, he was just one of the inhabitants of Gilead. And yet the anointing of God was upon him. The anointing of God can be upon anybody. God can use whomsoever he chooses. And Elijah was the one God had chosen to, to rise up and to confront this evil that had befallen Israel. So Elijah lets Ahab know that I am here. When Ahab met Elijah, he said, are you he that troubles Israel? Elijah said, I'm not troubling anybody. He said, you and your Baal worships were troubling Israel. And so so the scripture says that that Ahab said, I want you to, pardon me, Elijah said, I want you to call all of Israel out to to Mount Carmel, to the sacrifice. And we're going to offer a sacrifice unto the Lord. We're going to build an altar unto the Lord. And I want you to bring 450 prophets of Baal. So the 450 prophets of Baal come around this altar. And he said, now, we've we've got this big controversy in Israel. And the controversy is, who is the true Lord? 
Is Baal the true Lord or is the God of Israel the true Lord? And so th that was the question. And, and, and it was not something that, that the people of Israel were ready to reconcile. So Elijah said, we're going to find out today because he said, we're going to build an altar unto the Lord. And then we're going to let the God who answers by fire, we're going to let him be God. And so, so the altar was built and, and the 450 prophets of Baal tried in vain all day long to get God to answer by fire. Elijah, at the time of the evening sacrifice, calls upon the Lord and fire fell from heaven. Now, I don't know if you've ever, how much you've spent outdoors, but fire doesn't typically fall from the sky. It was a miracle. It was, it was a promise fulfilled because God had, had made it plain that if you'll build the sacrifice, if you'll provide the sacrifice, I will bring fire and consume the sacrifice. And Elijah was restoring something to Israel. He was restoring their, their roots to them, if you please. They, they had gotten away from serving God, from being obedient to God. And, and this was Elijah's way of helping them remember, look, you're worshiping false gods. If you'll turn your heart to the one true living God, that's the answer to all of your problems. And that is the answer to all of our problems. So many times we face challenges in life and, and as we face them, we face them perhaps at a disadvantage because we seek after false gods. But if you'll turn to the Lord, now I just want to remind you that if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, he promises us he will hear from heaven, forgive our sin, heal our land. Hallelujah. That's our God. You, you can turn to him from whatever you've been involved with. Even today, it's not too late to turn around and follow after the Lord. I don't have to know all that you've done. All I've got to do is know what he has done. And Jesus paid it all. Today you can turn your heart to the Lord. And God will answer by fire. So when this happened, Elijah said, all right, since now we know who the true God is, it is time for the false prophets to be utterly consumed. And the 450 prophets of Baal were exterminated. Baalism was, was, was finished. It was done in Israel. And Jezebel said, Elijah, I will do to you what you did to those prophets of Baal. And she said, and if I don't have you dead by tomorrow, then the gods, all of her false gods, do more so to me. Because I'm coming for you. You better watch your back, Elijah. You better know I'm lurking around every dark corner. You better know not to go down any alleys. You better know to watch your back. Jezebel is coming for Elijah. Now, I've heard people say, and then Elijah ran off. He ran off. He was afraid of what was getting ready to happen. And I've heard people say, how could he be afraid? He just had fire fall from heaven. This was a man of God. He had raised the dead. He was in the process of delivering Israel. 
Why would he be afraid of a, a woman by the name of Jezebel? Maybe you don't know who Jezebel is. She is a wicked, wicked woman. And when she puts a death warrant on somebody, she serves it. They're going to die. And there are certain words that strike fear in the heart of people. You know what I'm talking about. If you hear the word cancer, you know what that means. If you hear the word divorce, you know what that means. If you hear the word addiction, you know what that means. If you hear the word bankruptcy, you know what that means. If you hear the word betrayal, you know what that means. It's something that we run from and hide from. And there are people here today that have been running from those things in this life that threaten to extinguish your soul, that threaten to extinguish your walk with God. They've got you in their sights. Elijah was in the sights of Jezebel, and Elijah said when Jezebel says she's going to kill somebody, Jezebel is going to kill somebody. So he ran for his life, and he came to a place, a place in the wilderness. He said, I'm going to go a day's journey into the wilderness and I'm going to find me a juniper tree. And when I find this juniper tree, I'm going to rest under the juniper tree. I'm going to take shelter under the juniper tree. And so he did. He took shelter under the juniper tree and while he lay there, he said to God, God, kill me now. He's like George Bailey on It's a Wonderful Life. It's all over for me. I wish I'd never been born. Lord, just go ahead and take my life. He said, it is enough. Have I not done enough already for you? Am I, do I really have to go through this next leg of life's journey? Could you just go ahead and take my life from me? And the Bible said he lay under the juniper tree and he slept under the juniper tree. But while he was sleeping, the angel of the Lord visited him. And when the angel of the Lord visited him, the angel tapped him on the shoulder, shook him awake, and said, Elijah, arise and eat. And Elijah looked over his shoulder, and there was a cake baking on the coals. Baking on the coals, a cake. And he did eat, and he did drink. And he was given sustenance. He fell back to sleep. When he fell back to sleep, the angel of the Lord woke him up a second time. And said to him, Elijah, wake up. Arise and eat. Because there's a journey ahead of you. And this journey that is ahead of you is it's going to be too much for you to try to, to, try to take it on an empty stomach. You need sustenance. You need nourishment. God has more for you. I want somebody to understand today. I don't know what you've been through, but God has more for you. I don't know what death warrant you're staring in the face. I don't know what doctor's report has come your way. 
I don't know what kind of thoughts the enemy has been placing in your mind, but I have come to do battle with those thoughts because if the enemy put it in your mind, it is a lie. And I've come in the name of Jesus, armed with the word of the Lord, to remind you that God is not finished with you. If you have breath in your body, praise the Lord. The Bible says, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. And praise him according to his excellent greatness. And and praise him upon the organs and upon the stringed instruments and upon the loud cymbals and upon the high sounding cymbals. And then praise him with the timbrel. Praise him in the dance. Finally, the psalmist said, you know, I could itemize things all day long. I'll just sum it up by saying, let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord if you've got breath in your body you've got purpose for your life if you've got breath in your body I said you've got purpose for your ministry for your life God has an anointed purpose for you oh hallelujah Now, it might be different than what you've experienced in the past, but rest assured, it is needed, it is noble, it is good, it is powerful. You've got a journey ahead of you. And I know you've got Jezebel breathing down your neck. And I know you've got this word, Jezebel. Strikes fear in the heart of every man, for sure. Strikes fear in the heart of everybody who hears it. And I want, I want Tree of Life to understand when people walk through these doors, they're usually not just coming to church, but many times they're running from the enemy. They're running from the, the, the death that the enemy has threatened them with. They're running from the adversary of their soul. They're running from cancer. They're running from addiction. They're running from divorce. They're running from racism. They're running from hate. They're running from prejudice. They're running from lust. They're running from envy. They're running from betrayal. They're running from hurt. And when they run from those things, it's important that they find a tree of life in their wilderness. We are placed in the wilderness of the spiritual things. We are planted in a place where anybody and everybody, no matter what's chasing you, come on under the juniper tree of life. Hallelujah. We're a tree of life. The Bible talks about a lot of different trees. There are a lot of different trees the Bible talks about. Some talk about Sometimes the Bible talks about a fig tree. Sometimes we got to be a fig tree. Amen. We provide fruit, nourishment, sustenance, packed with fruit and antioxidants. When people come to the fig tree of life, they need to find the fruit of the Spirit. When people come to the oak tree of life, they need to find something strong, something sturdy, something that can withstand the elements of this world. When people come to the cedar tree of life, they need to come to a place that they can take the materials that they receive at this tree and build their homes with it. When they come to the olive tree of life, they need to come to a place where the anointing of God flows freely. Oh, hallelujah. 
When they come to the evergreen tree of life, they come to a place that in all seasons remains strong and resolute and steadfast. Oh, I wish somebody would help me preach today. We are a tree of life in every season. We're a tree of life in every circumstance. Sometimes we just need to be a juniper tree of life. The juniper tree of life, the juniper tree was known for the shade that it brings. Which is why Elijah went to the juniper tree. Out in the middle of the wilderness... Where everything was destitute. He couldn't find what he needed anywhere else. And so he wandered up under a juniper tree. Sometimes that's all people need. Is shelter and shade. Sometimes all people need to do. Is come sit and lay and sleep in the presence of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't, get, I don't get offended when people fall asleep while I preach. I I figure they're just laying up under the juniper tree, running from something. You come on in and bring your pillow with you. Amen. God bless you. And just relax. We're going to have a good time in the Holy Ghost. You might want to watch your feet, though, because kind of like a flight attendant pushing a cart, somebody might shout on your toe. You don't, you want to be mindful of that. But, but no, some people just need to come up under the shade and the shelter of a juniper tree. Hey, folks, it is hot out there. Did you hear me? It is messed up out there. There's a lot of craziness in this world. And when they come into the church, they don't need to find more craziness. I know that we are people. I get that. And I know that people will be people. And no church is perfect. But we're not just human. We are Holy Ghost filled humans when they come into this place they need to find love and joy and peace and gentleness and goodness hallelujah one of the best things about tree of life is that tree of life is not filled with perfect people it is filled with people who have been hurt people who have made mistakes people who have suffered for long periods of time and that long suffering has stripped the judgmentalism from them and that long suffering has stripped the condemnation out of us we don't desire to condemn we desire to save we desire to save Oh, hallelujah. Let me remind you, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. In the regions of the world where the juniper tree flourishes, it is many times the only tree that flourishes. Sometimes we are the only tree people can find. And they walk through a wasteland, thirsty, walk through a wasteland, hungry. They've got, they've got things breathing down their neck, hard times, cursing, threatenings. 
The Bible says that Saul breathed out threatenings and slaughterings. You know, that's what the devil does. He, he just breathes out threatenings and slaughterings, and you feel it. You feel the weight of it. It's this constant idea that something bad is going to happen. It's this constant nagging fear that something is going to go wrong. Something somewhere is about to turn on me, and it's going to be bad, and I don't want to live anymore, and I, I don't want to face tomorrow I don't know how this is gonna turn out listen listen Elijah just keep on walking God help us to be a juniper tree of life where people can come up under the shade and the shelter of the juniper tree and while he lay there asleep the angel of the Lord comes down and wakes him up and says to him arise and eat arise and eat what happens under the juniper tree is, is simply that. You have to eat. You've got a journey ahead of you. You have to eat. Elijah looked over and saw a cake. Bacon. B-A-K-E-N. Not, don't, get, don't get all excited. It wasn't a... Wasn't a I, I know cake and bacon are two of the greatest words ever recorded, but... Don't get excited. It wasn't a cake wrapped in bacon. Some of you saw that as confirmation. <laughs> I know. It, it means that the, the cake was baked. In fact, it's not talking about a birthday cake. I hate to disappoint everybody. Some of y'all thought he was blowing out candles in verse number 21. And no, no, it's not. It wasn't that kind of cake. It was It was bread. It was bread. That had been baked on hot coals. Now, now it's interesting because I, where'd the hot coals come from? I, I, now, I want to preach on this for just a little while. Where? Because I'm out here in the middle of the wilderness. I'm just trying to take shade under the juniper tree. And the next thing I know, I wake up and there's some, there's like a grill set up and, 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 a, and a table and, a, and chairs and, and, and all, I got a little candlelight and napkins. And I'm trying to figure out where in the world did all this provision come from? Let me just tell you something. God will provide. Ha. 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 Oh, hallelujah. God will provide. In your wilderness, God will provide. If you'll take shade under the juniper tree, God will have food for your journey. Glory to God. That's what we're here for. Everybody's on a journey. Everybody's got something chasing them and something beckoning them. We have a responsibility to provide food. The old song said, come and dine. The master calleth, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitudes and turned the water into wine to the hungry, he calleth now, come and dine. Oh, hallelujah. Don't miss out. On the sustenance that God has for you. Now I, I, there, are, there are some possibilities of where this coal came from. First of all, interestingly, juniper trees have, have a, a combustible wood. That, can, that actually th that they use to make charcoal. 
and it can burn. And they say that it burns with the fiercest fire. They say that it burns with the fiercest fire and that it burns continually. It's the longest burning of any wood. And so it, it, actually, it actually could have had some connection to the actual tree itself. But, but it, it, it also, it's interesting that it was an angel who prepared the food. Because the Bible said man in the wilderness did eat angels' food. So it's not, it's not beyond the angel of the Lord to bring food. The Bible says that when Jesus fasted and prayed and went into the wilderness, that the angels ministered to him. The angels are a ministering spirit to the heirs of salvation. They are flames of fire. There are a lot of possibilities of how these coals caught on fire. The angel himself was a flame of fire. And he came to minister to Elijah who was under the juniper tree. Tree of life, let me tell you something. We want God to move in our midst. And we want the activity of angels to be present when we come to worship God. That's what happens when we come to worship God. We have not come to the mountain that did burn with blackness and darkness and tempest and vapors of smoke. But we have come unto Mount Zion, to a heavenly city. Hallelujah. To the new Jerusalem. To the spirits of just men made perfect. And to an innumerable company of angels. We have to have hot coals. Burning at the tree of life. Hallelujah. Hot coals. Glory to God. See, see, angels would handle hot coals. The Bible says that Isaiah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. And, and, and that there were seraphims and they had six wings. And with two wings they did fly. And with two wings they covered their feet. And with two wings they covered their face. And they flew around in the presence of the Lord until one finally looked to the other. They never did look upon him who sat on the throne. He was too holy for the angels to look upon. But one looked at the other and said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the voice of one seraphim who was cry holy unto the Lord the posts of the temple were moved and the whole temple began to shake at the worship of just one angel who magnified God and his holiness and Isaiah when he saw the holiness of God he said woe is me I am undone I am a man of unclean lips and he fell down before the Lord and the Bible said that one of the seraphims took tongs and grabbed the coals off of the altar of the Lord and brought that live coal with his hand and placed it upon the lips of Isaiah and said there you go now your iniquity is purged and your lips are made clean now you can prophesy now you can open up your mouth and declare the word of the Lord I want you to know something it is imperative when we preach when we prophesy when we declare the word of the Lord it is imperative that we have had an encounter with the coals from off the altar 
Too many times we try to prophesy with unclean lips. Too many times, oh, hallelujah. Do you realize how sacred this thing is? Do you know how holy this thing is? This thing doesn't need to be prophesied by unclean lips. There doesn't need to be any kind of a personal motive in declaring the word of the Lord. We're not trying to serve a religious agenda. It has to be pure. It has to be raw. It has to be real. It ha- oh, hallelujah. Too many times we try to handle the sacred word of God with fleshly hands. Moses tried that. He came off the mountain with ten commandments. And when he saw them worshiping the golden calf, he threw all the commandments down and broke all ten commandments at one time. They shattered. And God said, all right. He said, I want you to, I want you to take the ten commandments and I want you to, I want you to reinscribe these ten commandments. But this time, I don't want you to hold them with your hands. I want you to put them in the Ark of the Covenant. Because that's the only way a commandment can be kept. If you try to keep a commandment with your fleshly hands, you will break it and break it and break it and break it. But if you'll put it in the covenant you have with God, they'll still be there to this day. Did you notice that the angel wouldn't touch the coal? He took tongs and he used a utensil to grab the coal and bring the coal from the altar of the Lord because this is too hot to handle. Hallelujah. I said, this is too hot to handle. You can't grab this with fleshly hands. This thing is on fire. This is a living word. Hallelujah. You can't, oh, don't you, don't come up into this pulpit with an ax to grind. Don't come up into this pulpit with some kind of a personal opinion you're trying to convince everybody of. Preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. It's the word that sets men's souls free. It's the word that breaks the chains of bondage. It's the word that heals the cancer. Hallelujah. Tree of life, we've got to have a hot word from God. Sister Tumman, I'm thinking about hot bread. Hallelujah. Bishop Sizemore preached on hot bread. We need hot bread. Hallelujah. We need, listen, he woke up and that cake was bacon. That means it was already baked and ready on the coals. We need hot coals so we can have hot bread. Now let me tell you something. We, we sometimes give a pass for, for undercooked bread. It's a little doughy. It's a little stale. Been there for a while. Do you know when God gave the children of Israel manna that they couldn't keep it and save it for the next day? Because God, God, would, God would cause the manna to, to, to begin to corrupt immediately. He was teaching us something. You can't face a new season with an old bread. You need a fresh word. You need, 
I don't care how many times you quoted Acts 2, John 3, Romans 1, Romans 3. I don't care how many times you quoted Psalm 23, Psalm 27. You need a fresh word. You ought to go back and read your favorite story in the Bible, even though you think you know it inside and out. You need a fresh word on hot coals because the journey is too much for you. You've got a journey to take. I said, you've got a journey to take. You've got some mountains to climb. You've got some valleys to go through. And you need, you need to bake your cake on hot coals. Hallelujah. Glory. Now, you might be able to struggle through some undercooked bread. But don't try to struggle through some undercooked chicken. Anybody who's ever struggled through some undercooked chicken knows it's not just a struggle in that moment. But this is going to cause you problems. God help us that the coals be so hot that we never serve undercooked meat in the Father's house. You know why it's important to thoroughly cook the chicken? Because you've got to thoroughly cook the flesh. Too many times people are subjected to undercooked preaching. Where there's still some flesh present in it. We don't need flesh from, from the pulpit. We don't need carnal ideas from the pulpit. We need a word from heaven. My God. I absolutely 100% refuse to go into this popular culture and pick and glean some pop psychology and ideas and bring them to this sacred desk. The way we address societal ills is we open the bread of life and declare the word of God. We let the creator of this world heal our world and heal the nation. My God. My God. Hallelujah. You want me to tell you where the hot coals come from? They come from the altar. They come from the altar. And if you don't have time to go by the altar, don't bother coming to the pulpit. If you don't have time, and I'm preaching to me, y'all do know this. There's an audience of one, and I've got a mirror in front of me. If you don't have time to come to the altar of God and get a live call from off that altar. Then don't bother stepping behind this pulpit, Joel. Because these people don't need to, they don't need to hear what you think. And they don't need to hear what your preference is. And they don't need to hear about your personal experience. They need fresh bread from a holy God who loves them. Uh, it's got to be hot. It's got... Some of you, some, some, some of you want a microwaved word. 
I don't have time for this. Pastor, doesn't he know? The Baptists are probably already there. Presbyterians always get that corner table. You want a microwaved word? Just type it in, type in the buttons, push the buttons. And, and, and you know what? If you, if you, there are, there, uh, I'm not trying to criticize, but there are some preachers for sale that will, that will say, all right, whatever you want, you just push the right buttons and that's what I'll give you. We don't need a microwaved word. We need a fully cooked, hallelujah, hot off the coals word from God. All the flesh needs to be cooked out of it. All of the seeking of approval needs to be cooked out of it. All of the validation efforts needs to be cooked out of it. All of the trying to appeal to people's emotions needs to be cooked out of it. So it can truly edify and truly satisfy a hungry heart. You got to put it in a slow cooker. Hallelujah. You know, you know, one of my favorite moments is Sunday night. Because that's when I start really bearing down on the next Sunday morning. And I start letting the word of God get in me. I'll do, I'll do a lot of studying and reading and listening to the word on Sunday night and Monday morning. And usually God puts something in my spirit early so it has time to cook. And I got that baby in a slow cooker. Hallelujah. Every once in a while, every once in a while I'll go lift the lid. That'll preach. Ah. Oh. I can't wait till Sunday morning because I know what God has prepared. He's got something hot off the coals. He got something fresh. He's got so oh, hallelujah. We got too many saints of God eating spiritual sushi. You better watch that stuff. Got all kind of parasites in it. Listen, when we get to heaven, he's going to say, well done. Not medium rare. Come on, I want my Holy Ghost well done. I want my character well done. I want my praise well done. When was the last time you let the fire fall on you? When was the last time you let the word bake, bake, bake inside of you? I know you've got a journey ahead of you. You've got a journey this week. You've got Jezebel on your back. But God has a word. God has a word that's going to give you strength and grace and power for the journey. Come on, somebody lift your hands right now. Come on, 
on, somebody lift your hands in this house. Uh, hallelujah. Elijah, rise up out of that depression. Elijah, rise up out of that discouragement. Elijah, rise up out of that self-defeat. Rise up out of what Jezebel has said about you. You've got a journey. I know you're weak, you're weary, and you're tired. But you have a journey ahead of you. I want somebody to lift your hands in this house and say, God, I need a fresh word. I need a fresh word. I need a fresh word. Yes, Lord. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I need a fresh word. Hallelujah. I need a fresh word from heaven. Hallelujah. I need a fresh word from heaven. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I want somebody to climb up under the juniper tree right now. Come on, somebody. Come climb up under the juniper tree. And let the angel of the Lord bring you a, a fresh bread from hot coals. I want everybody in this house who needs a fresh touch of God. I want you to come forward because he's got it for you. He's got it for you. He's got it for you. He has it for you. <laughs> come on, when was the last time you spoke with cloven tongues like as a fire? When was the last time you danced in the Holy Ghost? When was the last time you wept until your soul shook? When was the last time you became intoxicated in the presence of Almighty God? When was the last time that the Holy Ghost fire so burned inside of you? Come on, somebody. Come on, there's fresh bread in this house. There are hot coals in this house. There are hot coals in this place. Come on, somebody. Climb up under the shade. Climb up under the shade of the tree of life right now. And let the holy God of heaven give you a new word. hallelujah hallelujah come on that's it somebody's getting strength for their journey right now somebody's getting strength for their journey right now <laughs> glory glory Glory! Glory! Come on, that's it. Press into it. Press into it. Press into it in the name of Jesus. Press into it in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. Press into it right now in the name of the Lord. Come on, let the Spirit of God move upon your heart right now. Let the Spirit of God move upon your heart right now. Hila baramahashataya. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way, Jesus. That's it. New strength. New strength. New strength. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's somebody around you that needs prayer right now. I want you to let the Lord work through you. Minister through you in Jesus' name. somebody don't let this moment pass you by the Holy Ghost is in this place the Holy Ghost is in this place 